Did you know nuclear energy is America's largest full-time source of climate-friendly power? In fact, nuclear energy provides about 50% of the country's carbon-free electricity. That's almost as much as all the solar panels, wind turbines, hydroelectric dams, and all other clean energy sources combined. Energy Northwest is a premier provider of carbon-free electricity in the Pacific Northwest. Its mission is to provide safe, reliable, cost-effective, responsible power generation and innovative energy and business solutions to its public power members and regional customers. To learn more about Energy Northwest, visit our website at energy-northwest.com. That's energy-northwest.com. Welcome to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dan Catchpole, reporter with News Data's Clearing Up, and I'm flying solo again by myself hosting this week's episode of News Data's Energy West podcast. So I'm here with you today with some of our latest stories that we've been working on lately. Well, the biggest story uh, last week was California Independent System Operator coming out and asking the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission to approve its extended day ahead market. Now, this uh, extended day ahead market or EDAM, it's a proposal that Kaiso has been pushing uh, to expand its day ahead market across the West outside of the Kaiso boundary. Just a quick primer for anybody. Um, so, Kaiso is what's called an organized market. It's a fully organized market. So participants belong to it. They buy and trade power uh, just as a market collective. There's like a clearinghouse for here's how much energy I have to sell. Here's how much energy I need. That's the like real, real, real reductionist, simplistic version of it. So um, otherwise, it's a bilateral market outside that in the West. Uh, I need power. You're a utility that has power. I contract with you to buy that power. So uh, there's two competing proposals for a day ahead market that is buying and selling energy for tomorrow, the day ahead. So it's uh, Southwest Power Pool, their Markets Plus proposal, and Kaiso's EDAM, Extended Day Ahead Market. So basically the Extended Day Ahead Market takes Kaiso's existing day ahead market and expands it outside the Kaiso footprint with, uh, I mean, obviously some Important differences, but so uh, utilities, entities, power producers can participate without actually being a fully fledged member of Kaiso. This functions currently as um, it, or it's uh, basically functions the same way in a, in terms of the governance as um, the energy imbalance market that Kaiso currently runs. So this is an energy imbalance market is uh, like five minute to five minute intervals. So this is, you know, I've got a sudden spike in energy. I need something to fill it in the next five minutes. So I'm going to go to the imbalance market. So Kaiso currently runs an energy imbalance market outside of its Kaiso footprint that is hugely popular and a lot of entities uh, belong to across the West. So uh, that's all the background. So on August 22nd, Kaiso filed a tariff with FERC, the federal regulators, uh, asking them to approve the extended day ahead market. This is a major step forward. Uh, Kaiso is hoping to have it launched by 2025. So uh, again, the competing proposal from markets or from SPP is Markets Plus. They are on a similar timeline, a little bit slower behind, a little bit further behind. But 
pretty close. So now it uh, this is again a major step forward. We'll start to see perhaps some entities maybe might indicate that they're going to go with Kaiso or indicate that they're really not happy with this. There aren't a lot of surprises though that said in the tariff because this stuff's been hashed out through public process. Now the extended day head market request or application was also filed jointly with some uh, enhancements, improvements, tweaks for Kaiso's existing day ahead market within that is open to only Kaiso members. These changes, a lot of the changes um, include stronger pricing to incentivize, incentivize resources to provide more flexibility in the market. Now, if FERC approves EDAM, the changes to the day ahead market, uh, the existing day ahead market will be folded into the extended day ahead market. So again, big, big step forward, not a lot of surprises, but we, you know, this gets us a, a lot closer to seeing how market formation in the West uh, shapes up. Now, uh, for a story from Jim Tipieso, one of our writers here at uh, News Data, there's a new report from the North American Electric Reliability Corporation that says uh, basically there's a lot of things going on right now that are threatening the reliability of the North American power grid. Uh, energy policy impacts, the grid's changing resource mix, extreme events, uh, extreme weather events, physical and cybersecurity cyber security threats, and interdependence among infrastructure types. All these things are reliability risks facing the bulk power system in North America. Now, the report says that reliability impacts of policies spurring decarbonization and electrification, these especially uh, given their scope and, sc and size, should be weighed carefully before they are adopted. Now, uh, case in point, the Biden administration has come under fire from some lawmakers uh, for its the potential reliability impacts of the Environmental Protection Agency's proposed greenhouse gas emission limits on coal and natural gas-fired power plants. Now, NERC's report, which came out August 17th, notes that because of the independent interdependence among electricity, gas, water, transportation, and communications infrastructure, quote, potential reliability risks are magnified when cross-industry segments and agencies act independently to create or implement policy, end quote. So essentially, uh, this web, these things exist in such a uh, interconnected web that when one acts in a silo without considering the ramifications of major policy adoption, uh, it can potentially have, you know, it, well, it certainly has serious consequences, but in potentially worst case scenario, disastrous consequences. So coordination between the gas and electric sectors, the report says, uh, needs to be, or it's not being routinely socialized or thoroughly tested during drills or fully understood by both industry participants and regulators. The report recommends that NERC push for greater coordination between the various infrastructure, infrastructure sectors. Well, in a step towards greater collaboration and coordination, the Northwest Power Pool Reserve Sharing Group is expanding next year to include its Southwest counterpart, and both pools will be managed by the Western Power Pool, which, just to make things confusing, actually used to be the Northwest Power Pool, and then it changed its name because its scope had expanded. So, but again, uh, the the 
So we're going to have a west-wide, almost west-wide, reserve sharing group. Now, what is a reserve sharing group? Good question. So under the reserve sharing program, when a balancing authority sees its contingency reserves shrinking, it'll be able to call on help from any of the 32 balancing authorities in the Western Interconnection, which uh, includes almost all of the West, except CAISO, the California Independent System Operator, and the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power do not participate in the reserve sharing programs. But essentially the idea is to collectively hold reserves rather than rely on each independent entity holding uh, its specific reserves. Uh, and the, the goal is to create a more efficient reserve sharing program that provides greater reliability to the power grid. So again, the expansion is planned for next year and will create a reserve sharing program that extends across almost all of the West. So in the last story I have for you today, Pacific Core plans to start converting two units of the Jim Bridger power plant from coal to natural gas this fall. The conversion will start this fall. So the Wyoming Public Service Commission approved the company's application on August 1st. And converting these two units of the Jim Bridger power plant is a key part of Pacific Core's plan to move away from coal-fired resources. Jim, the Jim Bridger units are two of 20 Pacific Core coal units scheduled for retirement or conversion to natural gas by 2030. And it's a shift that will reduce Pacific Core's coal generating capacity by more than 3,000 megawatts according to the company's 2023 Integrated Resource Plan. Units 3 and 4 of Jim Bridger are scheduled for conversion to natural gas by 2030, and the plans call for continuing operation until 2037. So, Sorry, I don't know if I specified uh, units 1 and 2 are being converted beginning this fall. Then they will be followed by conversion of units 3 and 4. So of the 22 units in Pacific Core's coal fleet, only Dave Johnston Unit 4 in the Wyadoke Power Plant, also in Wyoming, are scheduled to burn coal past 2032. Well, that's all from me, Dan Catchpole, for this week. Jason Fordney, my co-host, will be back with us next week. So please come back, same time, same usual place. Look for us in your feed. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen and pass us along to a friend. And uh, until next week, take care and we'll see you then.